Well, we've been in a Tree of Life series at Main Campus, and uh, I'm going to continue on in that. Uh, I actually, there's something about being a preacher that, you know, you write your sermons. I've had a number of sermons prepared for, I had six weeks of sermons prepared, and they've been prepared for a number of weeks. I shared it with the staff, so we have direction for where the worship's going and all those wonderful things. And in about 10.30 last night, I'm meditating through my message again, and, and I start realizing, you know, next week is Father's Day. Amen? Amen. It's Father's Day. Come on, give all the fathers a hand clap for next week. Because we'll probably be at our own, camp, you know, at the different campuses, and we won't be together, but we should appreciate it, uh, our fathers together for next week. But I started realizing that the sermon outline that I have for this week actually fits next week a whole lot better. And that's a, a little difficult for a preacher when he starts to, to sense that, you know what, I really need to preach this next week, not this week. So 3 o'clock in the morning I wrote this sermon, and uh, uh, yeah, exactly, uh, because I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm just like, okay, I can't preach that sermon today, I've got to bring something else. And we're going to be in the park, we're going to be out in the midst of our community, and we're meant to be witnesses. We're not meant to, to keep what Christ has done in our life to ourself. When we think about living in the tree of life, living in the life that Christ has provided for us, it's not something that's meant to be hidden, it's something that's meant for all to see. Can you say amen to that, saints? And uh, we've got a big thing going on here at Main Campus because we've had some guest speakers in and you all talk what really, really well to them. And so you're not allowed to sit there quiet anymore. <laughs> it's not the way we work. So amen, saints? Amen. amen. Thank you. Amen. So... Uh, here we are, I want to read these scriptures to you, Romans 8, 1 through 2, this is from the New Living Translation, it says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to him, the power, and here's the key phrase here, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death, the power of the life-giving spirit, say that with me, the power of of the life-giving spirit that the spirit of God has come to dwell in you so that you're living a life that's full of the abundant life Jesus came to provide not uh, finding yourself walking in the way of death Matthew uh, 5 14 through 16 the living Bible says you are the world's light a city on a hill glowing in the night for all to see don't hide your light let it shine for all let your good deeds glow for all to see so that they will praise your heavenly Father. And so today, what I want, really want to focus in on, on uh, living in the tree of life is I want to focus in on uh, my sphere of influence. Now, I could say our sphere of influence, but I want you to say with, this with me today. My sphere of influence. You have a sphere of influence. You have a, a sphere of influence concerning the things of God in your life and you have a sphere of influence concerning the people that are in your life, your family and your friends and you have a sphere of influence when you move into the community in the workplace, in the marketplace, wherever you may go, you have a sphere of influence. People you come into contact with increase that sphere of influence. When I said that you have a sphere of influence concerning uh, the heavens, if you will, the kingdom of God, Heavenly beings, do you know that the Bible says that angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? 
that because you are a child of God, that angels come and do bidding for the kingdom of God according to the word of God in your life as you're obedient to live God's word out, that angels are all about you ministering to you. Ministering for your benefit. You have demonic, we talked about this uh, over the last couple weeks, talking about how the demonic versus the heavenly, that there is light and there is darkness. There is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and there's the tree of life. Where are you living? Where are you living? What's influencing you? Whatever's influencing you is going to be what you influence those who fall in your sphere. <clears throat> so my sphere of influence, Acts 16, 31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. The word there, uh, the Greek word for household is oikos. Break it down and it simply means this, your sphere of influence. Who falls within your sphere of influence in your household? And when you're in the household of God, the things of God are meant to be the influence in your household. Amen? So here's three things, uh, three areas, if you will, of your influence. My people. And if you've got your outlines there, just fill that in. My people. Mark 5, 19. Go home to your family and friends. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Here's your witness to your family. Those that are in your uh, sphere of influence, in particular, your family. My place, my place. Psalms 90 and 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. The, the, it's, not just, it's not just that you have people you influence. You have a place in life. that God has set you so that you can be an influence through uh, through the things he skilled you at, be it uh, work, the, your place at work, your place, who plays sports? I know some of you out there playing. So Damon calls me up one night, we don't have a pitcher. We need a pitcher, right? I think that was the morning of, right? And I got to be there that night. And so I'm going to head out and go and, and, and pitch softball with, with his team for his, uh, his business. And how many of you know that at that point, Damon has a sphere of influence where he's a Christian influence to them. When I come, some of them already know that I'm a pastor, but some of them did not, right? I think, you know, they just like throwing down some words. I'm not talking about the word, I'm talking about words, you know what I mean? You all work in the marketplace for the most part, right? How many of you hear some words, right? And you're thinking, man, I wish they wouldn't use that word. <laughs> but they're throwing that down, and it's so funny to watch how that works. In our society, people have a perspective, if you will. The key is that we don't want to walk in a, in a spirit of condemnation over people. Would you agree? Amen. Come on now. Would you agree with that? So, so what happens is they're there, and next thing you know, David's like, oh, yeah, this is my pastor. Right? And next thing you know, here's what happens. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have done this. I, you know, one guy's talking about a girl in, in you know, the wrong way, and uh, he's like, man, I'm sorry, pastor, that I did that right there, you know. How many of you agree that all of a sudden they start feeling condemned? I'm like, look, man, I'm not here to condemn you, you know. Uh, so we're okay. Now, you might want to talk to God about some of those things, but, you know. <laughs> you see, what I, see how it can become humorous in your witness that, that they're feeling condemned. You lift them up out of that condemnation. That's what God's called us to, lift them up out of that miry clay. And then say, hey, you might want to have a conversation with God about that, though, because he can help you with that. Amen. So my people, my place. So no, we need to know uh, 
here's our people. We're fellowshipping with each other. Uh, our, our people concerning angels are ministering to us. The Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And we could say the people, if you will, of God are an influence to us so that we understand our place in this world so that we can be an influence to them. Amen? And we can bring what heaven brings for us and that isn't condemnation. Heaven might bring a little bit of conviction, but heaven's always inviting us into a relationship with the people of God. Amen? Let me say this on the people of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's one, but he's three. He sent his Son to die for us. The Son prayed to the Father that we wouldn't be left orphans. Next week I'll talk a little bit more about this in the Tree of, of, of Life series. And that is that he didn't leave us orphans, but he adopted us by his Spirit put his spirit inside of us, and made us family. So see, when I'm saying my people, and I'm saying my place, I understand it's not just a, a distinctive connected to this earth and people that I relate to here. I understand that I'm connected with heaven. Let me say it this way. I'm in this world, but I'm not of it. I'm just passing through. I'm here for a purpose. Now here. So my people, my place... I'm here for a purpose, so my passion, my passion. Psalms 37 and 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, here's something key about this. Write that on, on your page somewhere. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What do you think the desires of your heart are going to be if you're delighting yourself in the Lord? Are they going to look carnal, or are they going to look spiritual? See, I, I figure they're going to look a little bit like seeking first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and then all those other desires you may have will be added to you accordingly as you need them. But it, you're going to find that the desires of the kingdom of God start to well up inside of you, and that's the outflow. And all those other things that come, they, you know what they're going to do? They're going to complement the fact that you know your people, know who you're a part of, in heaven, in the fellowship of the brethren, and in your community, you understand your place in context of that. And what ends up happening is your desires are going to look like heaven manifesting itself, not only for you. You know what I find? That people that have the influence of heaven, they care about the needs of others. So, so what takes place is, is that it's not just that you're receiving life as being the people of God, recognizing your place, but it's that you're bringing life wherever you go with the people that you impact. And that, my friends, becomes your passion. Becomes your passion to witness to others about the kingdom of heaven. Amen? So let's talk about this, making a difference. What does it look like to make a difference? What is our manner of making a difference? Our manner. Colossians 4, 5 through 6 says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. When we go out there today, we're going to have fun with each other, hanging out, but I'm, I'm believing for as many as are in this room today that there's that many that come strolling through the park or coming to hang out with us. And here's the deal. How are we going to represent the kingdom? How are we going to talk to those people? Hey, now, here, here's one of the things that's going to happen. Let me tell you what happens. 
Have you ever been somewhere and there's a party going on and you weren't invited to that party? Amen? Y'all with me? Talk back to me now. Are you here? You ever been somewhere and you saw a party going on, you're not invited to that party, and you're kind of looking at it like, you know, I wonder what's going on over there. Amen? Okay, you're with me. So here's the deal. Some folks may stroll into the park kind of not knowing what's going on, like you see them looking. Without being like weird, say that with me, I don't want to be weird. You walk up to them and you're like, oh, praise the Lord, why don't you come in here with us, you know, and they're like, holy moly, I'm heading out of here, you know, you know, you just walk up and say, hey, are you hungry, the, the food's free, you know, there's a lot of different games and things going on, you're welcome to come, you know, eat something, grab a drink, it, it's simple, you know, that's a little more non-threatening, right, you come running across there, hallelujah, hallelujah, brother, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I'm out of here, so don't be weird, I'm, <laughs> hey, look, do you know this meeting that we have here together as believers? <laughs> Folks come to visit, they're a little weirded out sometimes. Like, man, what in the world are these people doing? Look, this is called the gathering of the believers. This is a, a meeting where we come together to worship our God. And it, you know what? You don't go out to, to the grocery store and see that going on. You don't, you, know, you don't go to school and tend to say, no, you'll see people maybe praying over to the side or you see something going on like that. But you don't see what's going on in here on a Sunday morning. Come on now. And because of that, uh, and, and, and even with that, when you think about it, it looks a little weird or sounds a little weird to people when, for instance, we say, your fire fall down, your fire fall down, on us we pray. Well, that's strangers in here and they're thinking, why in the world do they want fire to fall on them? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we don't sing for fire in Black Forest. In Colorado in general, right? But here's the deal. They think that's weird. And you want to know something? Before you were saved and understood it, you thought it was weird too. Come on now. <laughs> here's another one, right? We sing about the blood, being washed in the blood. All I got to say is, is that, you know, you walk up on somebody, you're like, you know, they're like, my life's just falling apart, dot, dot, dot. Well, you need to just give your life to Jesus and he'll wash you in his blood. Right? That's not how, like, we call it Christianese, and you got to be careful about that kind of terminology because it's a turn off to somebody that doesn't know. It's very precious to us because we understand it. That's why, that's why we do the promptings of, Amen, saints? Amen. So, no, that's not good enough. Amen, saints? Because the Bible says, let the learned in the house say amen. When we know, we can say amen. When we don't know, we say, oh my goodness. We don't understand it. So we need to understand our manner of witness is very important as not to, to push the unbeliever away, but to rather draw them in through relationship, let them see our relationship with God. And here's the deal. What does Matthew 28, 19 say? We're going to look at that in a few minutes. But Matthew 28, 19 says to go into all the world and make disciples, teaching them to obey all I've commanded you to do. There's a teaching process that takes place in the midst of our friendships, amen? So, so the, the second one, our moment, Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So our moment, we will end up, look, we decided as we prayed through things, it's like we, we do the picnic here and we try to get people up here and we don't have any grass. 
We want to play games. The basketball court's great. The volleyball pit's great. But you know what? For little kids, it's like they're running in the parking lot or back on the playground, and that's pretty much the limitation. And that's part of what happens in Colorado. We don't have city water out here. We're on a well. We can't water uh, outside we, we, a little bit, but we're, you know, we don't want to dry our well up now. You know what I'm saying? Colorado, if you get some water in your well, you want to hang on to it because it's like gold. So, so we can't do that up here, and we kind of talked about you know, being out in our community, being a witness in our community, rather than trying to get everybody to come to the building, let's take Jesus out to the community and be a display of that to people in our community, amen? And uh, you know, the park's already got all that uh, fine stuff there, and so why not use it? So our moment, then, uh, we want to say that as we pray, and we know we've been called to go, that we have a moment. And we need to make sure that we're out in our community. Proverbs 16, 9, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Look, there's a lot of things we'd like to see today. They're going to work on stuff at the park. Uh, a lot of things we'd like to see today. And, and we've made plans for it. We've got face painting. we got bouncers. we got, you know, there'll be opportunities to witness. There's a lot of things we hope to see today. But how many of you know, hey, I just want to be yielded to the Holy Spirit and let God do what God's going to do in our community and in us. And then finally, uh, Matthew 28, 19, which I uh, quoted a little bit, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all, all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so here's the deal. Always commanded us to do. Let our love for one another shine. By our love for one another, the world will know that you're my disciples, is what Jesus said. And so as we love on each other and enjoy each other's company, let that just be a light that shines, that's not hidden, as I read that scripture, that it's not put under a bushel, it's not hidden, but it's out for all to see. And then where those opportunities may come to have a conversation with somebody, don't be weird. Be saved, don't be weird. Now, I know you're not weird. You know, I'm probably talking more to myself in this. I don't want to be weird out there. But uh, you get what I'm saying. Be careful about Christianese. Use words that they'll understand. Number three, therefore, our message. Our message. 1 Peter 3.15, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Now, it's like, okay, i got to try and figure out a way to, um, to share with them the hope that I have and why I have that hope today. No, it's just that as people may be around, as you're sharing life, you're sharing your stories of what God's doing. You know, I, I know there's people who are, are, you know, working through, you know, marriage issues. You may be talking about, you know, yeah, you know, and God's been doing this in our life and that. You're raising kids, hardest thing on the planet to do. Come on, parents, do not leave me up here alone. There ought to be an amen on that bad boy. Huh? It's hard to raise kids. You know, you're talking about, yeah, you know, Vanessa's getting ready to go to college, and we're talking about that today out there, and, and somebody else happens to be in problem. Oh, yeah, well, we got a daughter that's going to college. See, what it starts to do is it starts to, to set up a way for you to interact with people to share about the hope. You know, because, you know, Vanessa, for her to be the child that's going the farthest away, Am I nailing this? For Angie and I, it's like, this is crazy. 
Because this kid right here is like to your hip. You know what I'm saying? She's like, she ain't going anywhere. <laughs> She's like, well, stay right by mommy and daddy. Matter of fact, I think she said one time, if I remember right. I'm trying to remember this. I can't remember how old you were. But it was like, I don't want to grow up. I just want to stay a kid the rest of my life and live with you. Remember that? And, uh, and yet this is the kid that's going to go, you know, over a thousand miles away to college, away from mom and dad, and we're freaking out just a little bit. But you're sharing life and you're sharing that story. But here's the thing. It's just been so amazing to watch what God is doing in her life. To see the presence of God all over her. You know, she, she got her teeth uh, fixed, you know. And uh, she put mom and dad in the poorhouse getting her teeth fixed. It was our decision. We decided to do it. But uh, we couldn't take her senior pictures till after she got all of that work done, correct? And so she ends up taking her senior pictures. We're talking about, I, I have of my children in Wade's yet to go. So we'll see if we can get him to follow the Lord in his life. Um, is he in here? Is he doing J-12? Good. All right, I'm getting ready to wrap up, folks. But, but um, when I look at it, it's, it's, it's one of those things of, of uh, she's going to wait to get her pictures taken. And I basically have asked this of the senior pictures. I want one picture of my children with the distinctive thing that I've seen God doing in their life. Danielle is a worshiper. We're all worshipers, but she's a worshiper. That's always been on her. That's always been her desire to, to be a part of leading worship. And uh, when she was a little baby, mama in her arms walking at, at a Bible school and a guy walks up and just begins to prophesy over her. She is going to be a worship leader. And just begins to say that as, a, as, a, and as an infant. We're like, huh, neither one of us are good at singing. So God's going to have to be in that one, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so uh, I got a picture of her standing under a waterfall. I, where was that at? Graffiti Falls. And she's standing under this thing, arms outstretched. And just gets under that thing and just is worshiping God while he's shooting photos of her. And I got a, a large photo of that. And Vanessa has always been an intercessor. She's the quiet one. But she quietly is praying for people. Is it okay if I share with you a little bit about my family? Is that all right? What I'm saying is, is as we're talking about our families and how God's interacting in our families, it's not weird. It's inspiring. And people connect with it. And it helps them to see the hope that we have when we're sharing about our life in a way that, you know what, relates to them very well because we're all living somewhere within context of those things. And so with Vanessa, it was at Chauve Chapel, and uh, Angie called me like, well, what do you want her to do? I'm like, I want a picture of her praying. They're like, well, what do you want her to do? I said, you know what? Tell her to just sit down somewhere. And, and even in the mountains, when they go to the mountains, sit on a rock somewhere. But, but both times, just, you know what? Just pray about where you're going, because you're getting ready to move awful far away from mom and dad. You need God more than you've ever needed him in your life. And just sit there and pray about your future. And the testimony is she sits down in Chove Chapel with her Bible. She just begins to pray. And the Spirit of God sat down on her. And she felt God's presence. And one of the distinctive things we've noticed about Vanessa over the years is when God touches her, this little bottom lip right here starts quivering. I can't even do it. It just it has this quiver to it that's just like, oh man, God's touching her. You just know. It's, it's an outward manifestation of what's going on on the inside. And so God touches her there. Then she goes in the mountain, sits on the rock, and prays there. And God touches her there as well. And so, what am I saying? Now, Wade's will probably be in the mountain snowboarding or something, because that's, you know. But, but I want him with the Word of God. And uh, all I'm saying is, is that when we begin to share stories about what God's doing in our life and what we're doing and how we're interacting with God that, you know, 
the people of God, if you will, um, our people, my people. My people is God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. My people is the angels in heaven that are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. My people is the people of God that I draw encouragement. My people is my family that, that, that I, I sense a, a fulfillment of life from and as God is interacting in that. My people is the community of Colorado Springs and God, please, please help me to connect with those that are around me so that they might become part of my people amen guys that was a great place to say a loud and thunderous amen so our message two corinthians wrapping up two corinthians 5 17 through 19 therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has gone the new has come all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that's what we have when we're out and among people who have not been reconciled yet. We've been reconciled, and we've been given the ministry of reconciliation so that others might be reconciled to God as well. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. So as we go out and have fun today, if we could focus on living in the tree of life, and letting that be, if you will, a witness of, of the life that's in us to others in context of what it is to have a sphere of influence, to be fortunate enough to carry a message that can influence their lives. Amen? Stand your feet with me if you would. I've asked Pastor Vance from Black Forest Campus to come and uh, just close us in prayer and uh, pray over our day at the park. Thanks, Pastor Vance.